Well, hello and welcome back to the next podcast. And today we're going to be talking about sleep. Yes, that crucial thing that we all absolutely love but can never seem to just get the right amount. (laughs) If you know what I'm talking about, then um, I'm here for you too. So, sleep. What is sleep? So, sleep is based on our circadian rhythm, which is our internal body clock, and it regulates when we're awake and when we're asleep. The circadian rhythm is in the brain, but is also in our organs, such as our liver. So, it, it kind of dictates when your organs do their processes, essentially. So, like, when your liver is digesting and when it's not, and all of those sort of things. Um... But it can also be influenced by environmental cues, such as light. And your circadian rhythm is going to vary person to person and across your lifespan as well. As to how long it is, it obviously does tend to be around 24 hours, but that does um, change person to person. And also, like I said, as you um, develop. So when you're in your younger years, you're going to need more sleep because it's crucial for your um, development. And then as you start to get older that need for sleep is a little bit less and it's your classic seven to nine hours as everyone says um and then as you start to get older again you tend to start to need that more sleep because you have more need to recover because your recovery process is a little bit delayed so that is just a little bit of a background about sleep your sleep cycle is around 80 to 100 minutes so you actually go through numerous sleep cycles of sleep during that time that you are asleep. Um, You tend to go through roughly three to four sleep cycles. And during these cycles, there are four stages. You've got three stages that are classified as non-REM and one that is REM, which stands for rapid eye movement. So your three stages that are your non-REM is your first stage, transition. That's just that process of you starting to get into bed, laying in bed, waiting to fall asleep which for some of us seems to feel like forever, um, especially when you've got all that stuff on your mind. But we'll go through that. Um, Your second stage is as you are falling asleep. So that that first period when you're actually asleep, but it's that lighter sleep. And then your third is your deep slash slow wave sleep. So this is when um, you're like deeper into sleep. This is before um, REM, which is your rapid eye movement. And it's usually during rapid eye movement, actually, that your brain tends to like the signals and everything in your brain is actually very similar to when you are awake because of how much your brain is like processing from the day. Um, So they are your four stages and your um, third stage of non-REM, so that deep slash slow wave sleep, does decrease as we start to get older. So that can be why we feel like we're not getting the same sleep that we did when we were younger when we wake up and we feel energised from it. Um, but essentially, that's your sleep. And the importance of sleep, obviously, we all know how important it is when we wake up on those days when we haven't had enough and we just feel groggy, everything just feels so much harder. But overall, sleep is vital in good health and well-being throughout your life. Um, It's important for repairing your muscles from um, the physical and mental stresses of the day, um, from the inflammation that you experience through those uh, stresses, but also the inflammation that you experience through eating different foods. Um, 
it impacts how you feel when you're awake. So how you think, how you work, how you learn and interact. Like I said, it's crucial for your growth and development when you're a child and also through your teenage years. It's going to impact your heart, circulatory system, metabolism, respiratory rate and your immune system. So there's studies that show that like a lack of sleep, I don't want to scare you here, but a lack of sleep um, is associated with increased risk of coronary heart disease, higher blood pressure, obesity and stroke, because your body doesn't have the time to help either repair or just relax those parts of your body. And it's just increased stress. So you've got more cortisol going around your body that is going to end up negatively impacting those crucial organs in your body like I said your hormone production also occurs during sleep so glands that release testosterone estrogen progesterone are made at night during childhood so if you're not getting enough sleep in your childhood then your levels of hormone development are probably going to be different and you you might not it might delay things like puberty or it might influence your um, menstrual cycle when you're younger um and also that circadian rhythm is making sure that your liver is ready to metabolize fat. So this is a big overgeneralization, like huge, but there's the, like links between not getting enough sleep and struggling to lose weight. And that's because of so many different factors, but that is one, the fact that your liver is ready isn't like not ready to metabolize fat because your circadian rhythm's off. But then in addition to that, if you're not getting enough sleep, you're probably feeling very tired and you've got lack of energy. So you're actually going to reach towards foods that are more like sweet and salty and fatty. And of course, that's going to make it harder to lose weight because you're just eating very high calorie dense foods. So it's not only going to influence your internal systems, but it's going to influence your external behaviours. So sleep is clearly important and a lack of sleep can... um, also lead to more colds and infections because your immune system isn't functioning and then obviously there's that one thing that I learned (laughs) I don't know if it was true but um whenever I was studying for exams I always used to read my notes that I made for the day before bed because I thought it was going to consolidate better in my memory I mean it did don't get me wrong I always felt that the nights that I'd done that I learned the stuff better but who knows if it's if it was for that or just because I put more emphasis into learning them could have just been a placebo effect anyway they're some of the key reasons why sleep is crucial so seven to nine hours that's your optimal amount of sleep as an adult as a teen it's more like eight to ten hours and one thing that is probably going to be heartbreaking to know but it's going to be hard to catch up on sleep depth at the weekend so if you don't sleep enough during the week and you think it's fine I'll have a line at the weekend that line is probably not going to be enough to compensate for the amount that you didn't that you um, underslept during the week. It's hard to make up for any sort of debt when it comes to sleep. And also, it's not just the amount of hours you sleep, but did you wake through the night? Why did you wake through the night? Did you need a pee? Did you drink too much water before you went to bed? Do you feel recovered after your sleep? Crucially, you can have as much sleep as you like, but if the quality of that sleep is not good then you're not going to feel recovered. So I didn't come on here just to like tell you how important sleep was or like pester you that you're not getting enough sleep and that it's going to lead to some health issues. Like that, that's, the, that's not why I'm here. 
I want to talk through tips on how you can improve your sleep. It's just always good to know about the importance of sleep before going through the tips of it. So tip number one, get some light exposure during the day, aka get outside, even if it's not sunny, which I'm currently staring at rain, but being outside is light exposure. It helps keep your circadian rhythm healthy because it's giving you, it's giving it a clear indication that it's daylight and you need that. If you stay inside all day in the dark, how is your body meant to know that you're not just asleep, awake during the night? It needs that clear indication, okay, it's daylight and it's going to improve your daytime energy and it's going to improve that sleep. There's been studies to show that two hours, just two hours of light exposure during the day, that could be four 30-minute sessions outside. It could just be going for a walk or it could literally just be going to get a coffee. But two hours can help increase your sleep efficiency by 80%. That's not 18, that's 80, 80, just by going outside for two hours. There could be an hour walk in the morning, an hour walk in the evening. It doesn't need to be two hours consistently. But that's incredible. And I would highly, highly recommend that. Not just for your sleep, but also mental health. Getting outside is just going to be so beneficial for you. Step number two, reduce your blue light intake. So blue light is essentially the light that emits from any sort of electronics. It's going to be your laptop. It's going to be your phone. It's going to be the TV. And let's admit, I know quite a lot of people that probably listen to this are scrolling through their phone as they're laying in bed about to go to sleep two minutes later like I do it I shouldn't but there are nights when I do it but the reason why this is going to have a negative effect on your sleep is it's going to reduce your melatonin production and melatonin is the hormone that helps your body to relax before you go to bed if this is reduced then you're not going to feel as relaxed so there are things that you can use if you're like if you need which I need, and I'm going to put an emphasis on need, need to be using your laptop before, let's say, that hour section before bed because you're just so busy with work and it needs to be done, then you can use blue light blocking glasses or you can download an app on your laptop called F.Flux and it's going to help to reduce that blue wave emission. But ideally, try to cut out all sort of electronics an hour before bed just so you've got that time for that melatonin production. So step number three, no caffeine after 2pm. You can have decaf. Caffeine has a half-life of about six to eight hours, which means by the time you're laying in bed at, let's say, 10pm, that caffeine that you had at 2pm is only just about to start, is only like probably just out of your system. If you're having caffeine at 5pm, you're, that's still going to be in your system when you're trying to go to bed. And that's just going to keep you alert. And I mean, that's definitely not what you want when you're trying to go to bed. So try and reduce caffeine intake after 2pm. Next one, consistency in your routine. And that does refer to weekends as well. So if you're going to bed at 10pm at night during the week and waking up at 7am in the morning... You need to keep that in consistency as much as you can at the weekends. Because your circadian rhythm does not know that it's the weekend. It does not know that it's during the week. 
all it knows is that five days during the week it experiences one thing and two days during the week it's going to experience another thing and that's just going to make it so much more confusing for it to actually set a stable sleep and wake cycle that's going to help you when you wake up in the morning feeling energised and refreshed. And I know we all have some plans during the weekend and sometimes we can't be in bed at that same time and we can't wake up at the same time. But on the days that you can, have autonomy and have the power to do that because it's going to massively, massively help you feeling better. Next one, reduce your alcohol intake. I notice on the days that I have even one drink, I have a whoop, which basically tracks all of your sleep and your strain. My recovery the next day is so much worse. I don't even tell my whoop that I've had alcohol. Like, I don't even record it. It just knows. It's freaky. But it it impacts your hormone production. It alters your melatonin production. And it's going to impact your growth hormone, which impacts your circadian rhythm. Essentially, it, it just... It's a, it's a no when if you're trying to get a good night's sleep, the whole nightcap thing, you know, that doesn't work. You may wake up in the morning feeling better, but you'll crash. So try to reduce the alcohol intake as much as you can. Next one, optimise your bedroom environment. Temperature should be around 20 degrees. You want to minimise any noise and you want to minimise any light. That might mean getting a little sleep mask, especially during the summer when the sun seems to find a way to creep through all the curtains. Um, You might need to put some earplugs in if you're in a busy city or something like that. Next one. Avoid eating too late. This is going to impact your melatonin and also your level of growth hormone production. There are numerous different studies that show the basically what carbs you should eat before bed, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, There is just the recommendation to try and eat a good carb-based meal four hours before bed. So that's just making sure that you have a good carb source in your dinner. That could be pasta, rice, sweet potato, wraps, anything. Just a nice carb source before your bed. And then the last one that I kind of want to move on to is a little bit different. It's more about your evening routine. So for me, I found that when I was trying to go to bed everything was still on my mind like I was like making mental to-do lists I was like god I didn't do that today I need to do that tomorrow or stressing about everything that was still to come and I just did not sleep so for me doing a little brain dump in the evening being like hey this is the plan for tomorrow this is what I need to get done just getting everything out of my brain really helps to just help me relax before bed you could try a brain dump you could try journaling just get those thoughts and the day out of your head you can also do things like take a hot bath or a shower it's a great way to just calm you at the end of the day you could listen to meditation you've got the calm app or you could just put some gentle music on just spend that 30 minutes before bed calming yourself not watching a series that's going to like make you laugh or watching a scary movie that's going to get that fight or flight system in. Just reducing that light intake, calming yourself down, getting those thoughts out for the day. You could get a lavender sleep mist and spray that on your pillow. Just taking the steps to literally calm your body down so that you're not going from one thing, one extreme, to jumping into the bed to expect to sleep in the next five minutes when you haven't given your body that time to relax. 
that for me is a really, really important thing. And I mean, even if it's 10 minutes before bed, just do something that is a nice little routine. Ladies, it could literally be simple as taking your makeup off, putting some nice moisturiser or face oils on and giving yourself that time to just breathe. But this is going to be really important in allowing your body to relax, to gently go into that sleep. So there are a couple of my top tips when it comes to sleep. I know it can be easier said than done, but sleep is so important for you. You know the reasons why. I've gone through how it links to pretty much everything else and you know how it feels. I don't have to go into that. So if you are struggling with sleep, I highly, highly recommend that you take the time to figure out what works for you because it's one thing that you experience every single day. You can't escape from it. So if, it's one, if there's one thing you're going to put your energy into trying to sort, it should be your sleep. Thank you for coming to listen to another one of my podcasts and I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you again next week. Have a lovely weekend.